The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. I'm Alan, this is the Alpha Sessions based here at Radio Broccoli, serving the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital here in Stanmore. And I am very pleased to be joined once again by Nikita Casey. Welcome Hello. back. Hi, thanks for having me back. Well, thank you very much for coming back to the Alpha Sessions. There's it's been a good. lot happening since we last saw you in summer 2019. Yeah. Last time we were here was one of the hottest days of the year, I think. Oh wasn't my it? gosh. And But to be fair, the weather's beautiful again today, so we're kind of. It lucky. is, exactly. So there you go. <laughs> so you described 2019 on your Instagram as a sowing the seeds year. Um, tell us what you mean by that. Oh, you saw that one. I did. Um, I forgot how well you do your, your little research. <laughs> I know, I, I wasn't I, expecting nosy, that question. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so in the seeds, so basically what I was saying is I've been working on a lot of different projects. Um, some actually, I meant one in particular I mentioned to you earlier that I've kind of gone down a different road in my creativity, which I won't talk too much about. Mm. But um, yeah, and it's just been a year of kind of doing a lot behind the scenes rather than like putting out music, which is what I expected to do um, after It's Not Good Enough in 2018. I thought, right, yeah, put this one out. I just want to keep writing and put more music out and stuff. Um, it didn't end up happening like I thought it would because um, I actually started the year last year in the studio working on a, a release that I'm going to that I've performed today one and only and then it got just postponed um just for just several reasons and um it didn't get finished and then I was in the studio working on another track and again just life you know yeah. <laughs> life getting in the way a bit and I just kind of accepted it and now then I came to the end of last year and I kind of really reflected back and I thought actually I've achieved more this year than I thought I did um I've got like potentially three new singles to put out in 2020 um and I've been working on just little branding things of my own um and yeah, I've just been working on things more than I thought I did. So I realised actually what you've been doing, Nikita, is sowing seeds this year. Mm. And there are years that, you know, I'm sure I speak for many other fellow artists that you think, oh, I haven't achieved much. I, I set out the year to kind of release A, B and C and it didn't happen. And you can get really down on yourself. Um, but actually when you step back, um, sometimes you realise you've done more than, than, you, than you thought. Um, so yeah and from the outside it certainly looked as though you were doing quite a bit and we're going to touch on a couple of them now like for instance uh, what we did see you at um, in summer last year was the Soul Strip Sessions which yes. was one of the gigs we saw you at it was actually on the rooftop in a place in at Brixton Prince and it of was, Wales yeah. yeah it's an amazing gig tell us a bit about it because it, it looked like so much fun to be part of it was so I saw Soul Strip Sessions um, on, on Instagram seen everything is Instagram based now isn't it um and I came across a few of their events and I thought, this looks great. So last summer, I thought, right, I just want to do a few few live gigs. And I got in contact with, with B, who runs it. It's her um, shout out, B. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then she had me on, on the show and on, on the live show and it was, it was brilliant. Like the vibe there was, mm. I mean, you were there yourself. It was just, um, it's, it's quite unique. And she, she attracts quite a large audience and everybody is there for the music it's you know it was yeah. quite quiet <clears throat> when you were performing everybody you felt everybody's attention 
and they were really taking in the music and I even got the audience to join in with me on It's Not Good yeah. Enough and it was like, oh! As I said, that must awesome. be the ultimate thing for an artist, isn't it? To have everyone singing your song back to you. Yeah, definitely, because it's kind of the whole point. It, that's what I, even when I wrote It's Not Good Enough, I was envisioning, I could hear people yeah. in my mind going, it's not good, especially women, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not good enough. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really fantastic gig, and like I'd say, any independent up and coming artist who's looking for like London based gigs, get in t- touch with Soul Strip Sessions. It's it's a really fun gig to mm. play, and it's a great vibe. It's all about women and music as well. Um, and then we do a little, we did our little um, song at the end all together. All the artists get together on stage, and we perform something together and do some harmonies and stuff so, and this yeah, was brilliant was because I think it was people from the audience shouting out random topics and you all had yes. to improvise with each other yeah but it was like it was amazing because it's like you'd all been working together for ages you gelled so well <laughs> you. It was brilliant. we did it was a good vibe between yeah. us um, and they were so lovely like gorgeous gorgeous um gorgeous women and just so talented and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. a good vibe. Oh, we really enjoyed it as well. Uh, another thing you tried last year was busking as well for yes, the first time, wasn't it? So I did. How did that go? That was another thing that kind of came out the blue. Mm. Um, it's something that, I'll be honest, I never really wanted to do. <laughs> um, and then I just kind of was thinking about it for a while. And I, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to just give it a try. And it was pretty much a decisive moment where I thought, I'm going to get myself an amp and I'm just going to go out there and do it. And I had an amazing first day busking, ended up in Trafalgar Square. I didn't really plan where I was going to go. Hmm. I just kind of let the day take me where it took me. But I had this kind of instinct pulling me to Trafalgar Square. And I was kind of saying, well, I would go to Trafalgar Square. It's going to be loads of buskers there. And it's a bit daunting for your first one. But something was saying, go to Trafalgar Square. Hmm. So I did. And there was no no buskers there. And I thought, hmm, okay. And um I set up and got cracking with it and it was it was it was really, really great. And I ended up having quite a unique experience where quite a few people passed us by, were crowding around, taking footage, and then stuck around to chat to me after. And one guy um was from Germany and he was a musician and he just literally sat and watched my set. And we got talking afterwards. He says, oh, I'm visiting from Germany. I love London. And um, oh, he was he was so lovely. And he said, look, I, I, I don't have a, a piano, obviously, to, I, but I want to jam with you. Where could we go? Yeah. And I was like, well, I've kind of let this day just run its course by itself naturally today. So I'm going to continue with this. I said, well, I'm finishing up my set. In some of the stations, train stations, there are some... Um, there are some pianos for people yeah. to play. He was like, wait, 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 we've got to go. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. And um, we ended up in, in King's Cross St. Pancras. And then we ended up like um, meeting some other musicians there, one guy that was playing the piano. And then we kind of ended up having like a little jam between all of us. Wow. And then I was singing and then people were stopping and just watching and joining in. And it was a really special day. And yeah. I was like, why did I never bust before? Because it's quite... It's got something special about yeah. it because you're interacting with people um, that you wouldn't normally see every day, and you're kind of just mm. sharing sharing your music and 
people enjoy it. I mean, that's not bad for your first busking experience. A lot of people who come on this program are buskers and do it as a full-time thing. And obviously there are some negative sides as well uh, with people sort of trying to stick their oar in and giving you advice and stuff like that. I mean, would you go back to it, do you think? Yeah, 100%. I've... I've wanted to, but so as I got started, I think I did maybe day three or four of busking and I started documenting it a little bit as well. And it got short lived because um, I basically, I've in 2019 as well, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that, but last year, um, I had some issues with my voice where I was, something wasn't feeling right for a long time. I think I overdid it. So I went to an ear, nose, and throat and the um I had inflamed vocal vocal cords and the doctor said you know you need to take at least two months out of singing um so and that was just off the back of me starting to do busking Mm. and I was like oh man but I it was affecting me because even when I was busking I'd get to maybe my sixth song and my stamina goes my control over my voice um and so it was affecting me and I thought if I keep pushing it I might just do worse damage so I did take two months out after that so I haven't got back to busking as yet but it is something I want to do this year must have been such a frustrating time though to be told that just as you were starting something new I mean did you feel that that was something that was coming on over a long period of time or was it just very sudden from like February March last year um I just I guess like everything we take a lot of things for granted and it kind of I decided to see it as a bit of a wake-up call um, and kind of realise that, okay, I need to put my vocal health, hmm. kind of make it a priority. So, um, so yeah, I took two months out. and then But in that two months, I ended up writing a children's book, which I didn't expect wow. to. So I literally said to myself, okay, you've started the buskin, um, you've enjoyed it, you've done it, tick, you can come back to it, but right now take the rest you need and put your creativity to something else not knowing that this kind of book would end up writing itself and I'd end up going down this this um other kind of path as well but yeah I'm glad that happened actually because um it was just one of those little curveballs and so typical of you as we talked about last time some positive came out of a not such positive situation which yeah no it did for sure um and I think that's just kind of how life is, isn't it? You just yeah. gotta take it as it comes. And like even today, like <laughs> you saw me, was a bit of a struggle today. <laughs> but it's about stepping back and kind of um, just letting things be. You know? And if if you'll hear the two tracks that have been performed today on this session, to anyone listening to it, you know it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, and I guess you know as an artist, when you've got problems with your throat Mm. it must be as I say very frustrating yeah and do you have to kind of do different warm-ups now to what you were doing before or treat your voice differently yeah um I need to I have to just be more conscious about how I'm using my voice um and warm up before do warm downs I admit I haven't got the best at it still I'm still got a long way to go in my self-discipline um but yeah, it has made me think and wake up a lot more with not taking my voice for granted um, or anything for granted in, in that matter, really. But yeah. So one of the main reasons we've got you in today is to talk about your brand new track, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you can tell us about all in two. Yes. Um, and it's taken you in a 
kind of different musical direction. Still R and B, but mm. very different sound to the previous stuff. So, so how did was that a conscious decision, or did that happen by accident, really? No, it wasn't a conscious. Maybe it was a subconscious decision. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know because I was listening. I've been listening a lot. I'd say last year to um, a few tracks from like her and Ella May, um, and and also. Um, just a few others that have kind of got this kind of floaty R&B feel and I really I'm calling it spacey R&B mm. I've created a playlist now on my Spotify as well called spacey R&B um, because it puts me in a little bit of a dream world that's the, my best way to explain it so when I listen to these kind of songs um, they yeah they just invite me into into a world where it's a little bit zony if, if yeah. you want to, if you get what I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, puts me in a certain zone <clears throat> and a, a bit of a reflective, dreamy zone. So I think subconsciously listening to a lot of that, even Ariana Grande's um, last album as well, like her her songs like Needy, um, they just have this kind of ambience about them, mm. and I think that ended up going on to influence all into a little bit. I'm not saying it's like. Ariana Grande at all it's it's but it's I've taken definitely some sort of influences in the musicality from from I think artists like that And he know I'm all in his zone 
kicking back and I know he's feeling my flow I light him up and he know I'm all in his zone I know he's feeling my flow I know you're feeling my I light him up and he know I'm all in his zone We kicking back and I know he's feeling my flow I light him up and he know I'm all in his zone I know you're feeling my flow I know you're feeling my Sessions with Alan Joyce. So, in an interview I've just done um, as well with with a company called uh, Brie Love, they're an American right. company. We're just gonna like laugh now. Um, they they interviewed me on the track, and um, I spoke about how it's kind of a dreamy song, and I think that is quite relevant to me. Um, if I'm honest, I can go into a really dreamy space, and I've kind of said in the interview that. All in two is basically my my musical daydream. So if you right. could take my daydream and the place I go to in my head <laughs> yeah. and put it into a musical form, all into is probably what you'd get. Okay. Um that's interesting. Yeah. And when did you write it? Did you write it last year? I wrote it, yeah, about February last year. Right. Um it kind of I wasn't writing it though for it to be my song or anything. I was working mm. with a producer at the time and we were writing just different pop songs and stuff um more for a catalogue as opposed to like writing anything right. for me as an artist yeah. but i love the song so much i was like i'd actually really like to to sing this myself and he was he was all right with it he was cool with it so then it just yeah we finished it and then he moved back to france and then as i said lots of life just mm. throwing things in he moved back to france then we didn't get to like work on it anymore and then if, like I don't know October last year we we spoke and we were like we should really do something with that track and um I just got the ball, ball rolling basically well it's a great track it sounds really commercial and I, I hope yeah. it's going to do really well for you, Thank you. Uh, one thing we talked about last time is that you do in your songwriting process use a lot of your personal experiences whether mm -hmm. it be your dream world or other stuff that's been going on to you at the time I mean how do you feel about kind of sharing these thoughts when they get released do you kind of get nervous about sort of people reacting to something that's very personal to you I don't actually no because I wouldn't write the songs if it wasn't coming from that that place, mm. and it's as I think I might have said last time, it's it's a self, it's a form of self-expression, and it's just getting all those emotions or feelings out into into a musical form because that's obviously the way I express myself, mm. um, and then you can always it's almost like taking a picture in a sense because when you take a picture of something you've got that moment forever yeah. you can always look back and with with a song it's the same thing so when i listen to like all in two for example there it takes me back to um a kind of yeah place in my head <laughs> <laughs> a place in my head that's in, that is inspired by a by a person and a situation right. um so yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, um, talking about interacting with your audience and stuff, again, we touched on this last time. Um, how do you kind of find it when people reach out to you based on the experiences that you've had and want to kind of talk about their situation? Is that quite a, quite a burden for you or do you enjoy interacting with people that way? If it provokes someone to want to express themselves mm. and say, oh, you know, like I've gone through a similar thing, your song really helped me or mm. something like that, which I, I've had a few times when I've, I've performed live. I've had people come up to me and say, that song brought me to tears, I'm going through this situation and I just needed to hear what you said in that song. And then, mm. you know, it's it's just a way to connect, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, well, that's why I, I wrote the song mm. because I went through x y and z and you're going through it too we can relate to each other and music is a way to relate to each other i guess do you find it also easier i mean i've, I've seen enough artists to know that sometimes the audience doesn't necessarily give you always positive feedback Mm-mm. um and that they're you know they want to kind of take you in a direction that you maybe feel is not the direction you want to go how how do you deal with that and how do you shut that out when you need to i i think the best way i could re- relate to that question is sometimes people actually I spoke I got this asked this question in this interview I did about doing R&B soul music which um, people see it as predominantly like black music Mm. and obviously not being black um, how sometimes like what what people's perceptions or or opinions are of that Um, I don't think it's that relevant anymore because music is is like r&b music there's mm. so many different artists from around the world you know embracing r&b or soul music and, and singing it but um i do have have had sorry people say to me oh i, I thought you would be a country singer oh i think you you should be a country singer right and it's easy to like get like you know uh, upset about yeah. that and uptight about it and i have in the past um i think more when i was younger because you know, I've actually embraced it more now. I've been listening to Casey Musgraves yeah, so yeah, much. I'm yeah. obsessed with her Golden Hour album. Um, and I do relate to country, um, but it's just when I write the melody lines and the and and the phrasing I use in the way that I write is obviously more in the style of R&B oh. and soul. And, and sometimes I don't think it's necessarily something you choose. It's just whatever comes out of you. I don't, when I write, I, I rarely say to myself, right, today I'm going to write in the style of, oh. I'm going to write about, I just let whatever comes come. Um, and sometimes that's even getting just a beat online or something. And, and this kind of style just kind of flows out of me more than say country does I can write a country song but I'd maybe have to think about it more does that make sense yeah. sorry I think I probably like no, no, no. that's really interesting it. actually and um, I mean do you normally write the lyrics first or would you normally write the melody first so would you for instance if you wrote some lyrics would you think okay that needs to be an R&B style or does it not work that way it doesn't work okay. that way with me it just it literally <laughs> this might sound weird but the way that I describe songwriting or the process of it is, <laughs> this will sound so weird, is like giving birth. I haven't given birth. Okay. But like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> but like, yeah, as in it's like the song gives birth to itself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> such a bizarre way. There's an image. But yeah, there is an image, yeah. Mm. But um, it just kind of just, I don't know, it just flows out. Sometimes I do 
have have songs that I've written where I don't know I've got a verse and it's come out naturally mm-hmm. and then the second verse for some reason second verses sometimes get me a little bit stuck and I have to sit and reflect back on hold on what was this initially about what direction am I going in here who is it about what's the vibe what do I want to say and then I usually brainstorm I'll put words on I just flow whatever comes to my mind I write it down regardless of whether it's relevant to what I've already written or not does that make sense Mm -hmm. so even if it's like dog shoe and we're talking about love it doesn't matter it's just about getting everything that's in my brain out onto the paper and then I start piecing it together afterwards and extracting the relevant information does that make sense yeah I probably like overcomplicated (laughs) it but it's it's kind of it's like a mind map thing that you sort of then put into a structure a bit like that yeah but but I do that if I get stuck or if I yeah if it doesn't come naturally yeah, I, I don't know if any of this was relevant or made sense to your question, but um, <laughs> no, no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> we're going that. with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you have any sort of videos in mind to go with this particular track as well? So I track. am working with a yeah a videographer. We're going to be working on some visuals for the song as well, and I think I'm going to make it also a lyric video because I haven't done a lyric video oh, yet, right, yeah. and I'd like to do a lyric video. Yeah. Yeah. That way, there's no excuse for people not to sing the lyrics exactly. back to you at the next gig, right? Exactly. Oh, I see where you're going. With this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, one thing we sort of joked about today, and actually came up in your last video, is this whole red and black theme. Which, by the yes. way, if you've seen the pictures from today, <laughs> when you're in red, I'm in black. So yeah, I think we've done this we rather have. well. have. It's, it's, it's like just yeah, you know. Exactly right. <laughs> so, so how did that sort of theme come about? Is that something that you've sort of always had with you, or has it happened by accident? I just love the color red and I tend to always wear black okay (laughs) (laughs) and as far as I can remember like from school times um I was always wearing black um I just think it's a color that suits everyone it's easy to to wear black um but I love red because it's striking it's bold and it's quite a sexy color um and so I just I don't know and and then gold kind of like the gold earrings has always been my thing so it just kind of again it's just ended up being my thing, red, black, and so no influence from the Anton Deck TV show then red or black. No, I don't know that TV well, show. No, 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 you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> so we've touched on the new track, All in Two, but have you got plans for any more tracks coming out this year? I do. As I, as we spoke about sowing seeds mm. um, in 2019, um, yes, I've got two other releases that are in the process of being finished. So. Um, they will be coming out in the foreseeable future and hopefully in the next few months. That's the plan. And you mentioned that at the beginning of last year you were working on some tracks. I don't know if these are the same tracks as the ones that are coming out. So um, One and Only, which I performed today, that's so far the plan is to release that next after All In 2. But is the sound of it now the same as it was going to be when you were working on it a year ago Mm. or have you changed the style of it to sort of change the way, you know, your influences over the last year? very good question so funnily enough I'm actually in the studio tomorrow going back over it um yeah obviously a big gap has been left from when I first went into the studio to record it and with all in two now um being born (laughs) yes given birth for that one um it's it's changed a little bit as we said the direction of of my music um so i want to work on the music and production of one and only so it just lines up a little bit better with 
all into. And then my next song that I'm working on as well, with the same producer that produced It's Not Good Enough, um, that one is still actually quite well in line with All Into, but it's a little bit getting that kind of real kind of soul back that you heard in It's Not Good Enough, mm. but make it, but it's a little bit more edgy and and current, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does certainly sound edgy and current to me. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to <laughs> having those out. So let's look ahead then to what's on the wish list for 2020. Okay. Um, we've talked obviously about the tracks that are coming out, but um, how about venues? Have you got sort of, you know, in a dream scenario or perhaps something that you've realistically got lined up? Any sort of yeah. ambitions to play this year? So I think last time I said Wembley. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, Wembley Stadium, yeah. No, I think I said the O2 last year. Yeah. And funnily enough, I'm in talks um, with a uh, promotion company about doing a gig in the O2 Islington, potentially. This is not definite. Oh, cool. But just, um, yeah, so maybe next month, possibly. Um, I, yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not forward thinking too much. Mm. I'm trying to just play everything by ear and be here right now <laughs> as best I can, not float off. Um, but I'd love to do Soul Strip sessions again. Yeah. That's something I really do want to do again. I love that gig. Um, I've got a couple gigs lined up in February with a company called The Live Space. Um, and yeah, so hopefully the O2 and we'll see from there what happens. And places that you'd like to go in 2020? Have you got any sort of where travel lined wise, up? Yeah, travel-wise. Oh, absolutely, everywhere would be great. <laughs> um, I went to Thailand last year in December. Wow, amazing. Uh, in 2018, not December just gone, that was really awesome. Um, I'd like to go back potentially there. Um, I really want to go to Bali. Oh yeah! Absolutely. I want to do like a, a yoga or meditation yeah. retreat. That's that's definitely up there. Um, that would be your perfect holiday, would it? Mm, Somewhere really Bali. chill like that. But I do want to go back to California, LA specifically, and San Francisco, and I want to go to New York because I've not done New York. Oh wow! And I'd love to do a few shows out yeah, there. Yeah, do a gig over be, there. Yeah, that would be. That'd brilliant. be very cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And anything else? What would you like to do more of in? 2020 anything in particular um more gigs 100% if we're talking about music um and collaborations actually okay. i'd really like to collaborate with some with some other artists um maybe get a feature anyone in particular that you've got your eye on you know if they, if they happen to be listening to this <laughs> not at the minute i'll be honest okay <laughs> no <laughs> i'm just putting the feelers out yeah um, Ed Sheeran would be good though. Yeah, that. well, there we like, go. You know, He's a regular listening to this yeah. program. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed Sheeran, if yeah. you happen to come across this, you know, hit me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think other than that, no, not in particular. I'm just quite open. I'm an open book this year, pretty much, just putting the feelers out, continuing to sow some seeds, and um, yeah. It's all about growth for me this year, I think. Um, one other change from this year or to this year from last year that we've already established during the course of this afternoon is that last year your rider was chocolate milk, chocolate yes. milk and chocolate. And you gave me chocolate. So we provided that today and what did I find out? I need brandy. <laughs> I mean, 
So how things have moved on. So this time next year, who knows what you'll be asking for? I mean... Crates of beer. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Well, thank you for the lovely chocolate (laughs) and the chocolate milk. Honestly, that you saw me jumping up and down, so that... (laughs) Yeah, um, but no, I won't go too hardcore, I promise. It's a low-maintenance rider. I think we could probably uh, sort that out. Well, thank you. Again. Well, hopefully we'll look forward to seeing you at some more gigs during yes, the course of this year. Then definitely. That's very exciting. So how can people find out more about you if they want to check out your new tracks? So, yeah, Instagram is just the way to go, really. I am Nikita Casey, um, and my, I've got a Facebook artist page again, which is Nikita Casey. And Nikita Casey on Spotify. Um, my song is, I know this is not going to come out till after the release but the release of all in two is on the 17th of january and yeah it's on spotify itunes apple music all those things and yeah so if you like the track as well please dm me as well let me know if you're feeling the track um i always like to talk to people and see what vibe um yeah what if they're feeling the vibe I can't talk today, Alan. I'm really, I'm just having one of those. Just speak to her on Instagram instead. It's fine. Yeah, just speak to me on Instagram. She'll talk to you later um, on there. Yeah, I'll talk to you later on there for sure. It's been so much fun having you back. Thanks so much for coming down. Thank you, Alan. I'll see you again.
Can't resist, I need your touch, your touch 